Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Gridiron Sud Show and the promo that's got the flow. Football knowledge from toe to toe with Amo, Talamino, and the other host. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show. Dial us up. Give us a call. We're waiting here to talk some ball. 347-633-9365 is the number to call. So don't sit around. No time to stall. Giving you football from wall to wall. And now we give you our two hosts. Amo and Chad with your breakfast toast. Uninterrupted football pretty soon, actually, on the field for like seven months, right? I mean, there's going to be some exhibition games in the next couple weeks, so we're back to football. Yeah, but you know, the folks in the the college football recruiting world, which is going to be a large part of our audience tonight based on what it is that uh, we're going to have going on on the show, there is no offseason. This whole thing blends together. Kids are, um, you know, getting offers and going on trips. And, you know, they're making commitments and all kind of stuff's going on during what is quote-unquote supposed to be the offseason, but there is no such thing uh, in college football recruiting. And uh, speaking of college football recruiting, a big part of what we're doing here tonight as we kick the 2016 fall season of the Gridiron Stud Show back off is uh, we're going to have a commitment on the show tonight. And this, Amal, I think has got to be a first. I don't know if we've ever had a situation where – a recruit has come on to a show of a parent and had a commitment. That's the first, I think, that's going to happen here tonight, isn't it? Well, you surprised me when you called me last week because I know you weren't planning it that way. Some people might not believe that, but that that's the truth. I mean, you said, you said, well, he wants to announce where he's going on the show. Hey, sounds cool, right? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, I, and this I'm was sure it's the first, or it's got to be close, right? I mean, I don't, I, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, obviously, we're, neither of us are aware. Every anyone out there um, knows of any other instance like this, uh, feel free to call into the show and let us know. And that number to call into the show tonight is three four seven six three three nine three six five. We're on now from eight o'clock till nine o'clock tonight. This is not the normal hour of the Gridiron Stud Show. Um, typically, Emil and I are on uh, at 10 a.m. weekdays. That's Eastern time because I've had some West Coast people ask me, is that Eastern time? Man, of course it's Eastern time. I don't post no Pacific time. I, what are people in California thinking, Emil? Look, when I post the time, it's Eastern time. It starts in the east and it flows out west. Come on. Act, act yeah, like I mean, the west acclimates to the east. Don't they all start work out there like 6 o'clock in the morning and they're out of there by like 2 in the afternoon? Uh, work out like, I don't know what that is. When we quote times around here, it is Eastern Standard Time, all right? But we're normally on at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Emil joins me on Mondays and Fridays uh, as we recap a weekend, and then we go into the weekend on Fridays. But And then during the week, I'm on usually at 10, although I do have a recruiting roundtable show that will be kicking off again this fall. That is an 8 p.m. primetime show on Wednesday. So just giving you new listeners, of which we have many tonight, um, just giving you the schedule as to how we do things. But again, tonight, special primetime show because we're going to have Marco Wilson on. 
Um, he is a four-star cornerback uh, out of American Heritage Plantation High School in Plantation, Florida. Also happens to be my son, so that's why I said it's kind of a, um, this is an unusual, this is an original thing, I believe, where you've got a son coming on and committing on the show of a parent. So um, kind of one of those original things that we have going on here. So Marco is going to join us somewhere around 8.30, 8.45. I know folks um, jumped in here and they wanted to hear the announcement right away, but we kind of got to do some other things first before we get around to that. So, um, you know, stay tuned here. And we're going to talk about a couple of things that have to do with college football and college football recruiting. Um, so stay tuned here with us, and uh, we're going to have Marco join us here on the show as we go along here. Emil, um, there's some big-time things that are going on in college football during this offseason. It's the typical things that you have going on, people getting in trouble and all that good stuff. But there's also recruiting, as I said. And, you know, I don't know if you're one that follows all this stuff, but we do need to talk about um, – you know, the recruiting rankings, that's a big part of what's going on here. And just to, you know, lay this out there for some folks who don't know, I'm looking at the top 10 of the Rivals 100, and we have a number of guys here. Look, more than – we've got seven of the top 10, Abel, who have not committed. So we've got a lot of – Yeah, but there's somebody on that list that already hurt my feelings. Uh, and exactly who is that? Well, anybody who – is new to the show, which is probably a lot of people tonight, although we have some very loyal listeners, uh, knows I'm a USC fan. And, uh, you know, Harris out of uh, California going to Alabama hurt my feelings. Well, i got to ask the you, running back. you know, um, he's out of Antioch, Antioch Senior High School in California, and he committed to Alabama. But do you think that's over? Uh, I mean, USC's got to stay in the fight for a local product. Well, I mean, they will. I don't know. The, again, you know, it's hard to say. You don't know the, the, the person, the player, how committed they are. I mean, you know, some, some kids commit and they're done. I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm sure they'll stay in the fight, but USC got a running back, according to Rivals, who's in the top 30 anyway, a kid named Carr, and obviously, uh, you know, they got Jones there, the, the big recruit from Texas last year that was a freshman and looked really good. So, I mean, they've got – a good sophomore running back this year that looks like a stud, Ronald Jones, a kid coming in. I mean, how hard they're going to fight, I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously he's one of the top players in the country. I would think you'd stay uh, at least. uh, They're going to fight for this kid because you don't want to start losing to Alabama in your own backyard, especially out here um, if you're USC. So I think just off of pride alone, they're going to fight on this thing. Let's talk about this top ten guys. Um, Starting off with the number one guy, according to Rivals, for the class of 2017, that's Marvin Wilson. Defensive tackle out of Episcopal High School in Houston. Abel, I've noticed this phenomenon. Um, and, I, you know, I haven't really actually gone back and researched this, but I'm sure if I did, I would come to this conclusion. Defensive linemen have dominated this top spot over the last five, six, seven years. Have you noticed that? And what do you think that's Yeah, like? but that's – don't you think that's uh, – I don't – you know, I know it's a phenomenon maybe for college recruiting, but, I mean, generally I don't see why. I mean, if you look at the NFL, the same thing happens. It's harder to find big, fast people than it is little, fast people, right? There's less big, fast guys. So if you're big and you can move, there's going to be less of you. So I would think you'd be at a premium. So to me it makes logical sense. Now, the player himself here, I I don't know who his top schools are. I mean, the list says everybody's medium at this point. I mean, in the old days, this this should be a Texas-Texas A&M fight, you would think, but with – you know, it's Houston coming on lately. Who knows? I don't know. What's the word on uh, Marvin Wilson? Yeah, very much even. Not not sure. I'd have to get one of my recruiting expert reporters on here to probably give us a scoop on that. But um, it's, it's like you said, medium <laughs> everywhere. So uh, no real idea that he does, you know, as the number one guy in the country, um, you know, have the ability to stretch this thing all the way out to signing day, which is more than what's supposed to happen. Number two is Najee Harris, who we already discussed, committed to Alabama. Number three is Trayvon Grimes, someone here locally, goes to St. Thomas Aquinas. He's a six foot four, uh, 200-plus pound wide receiver. Really had a strong showing at the opening. Many, many, Emil, uh, believe he's just an Ohio State lock. Um, and there's, you know, little of late to suggest that he would be going anywhere else. He's, you know, flirted with Florida a little bit. But really everyone expects uh, Grimes to be a Buckeye, 
And, but right now, as on Rivals Top 100, he is considered uncommitted. Here is the only quarterback at number four in the top ten, and that's a little bit surprising to me, uh, Amol. You know, to the layman out there, they would think quarterbacks would dominate this. Quarterbacks dominate the NFL game, at least in terms of press. Uh, why do you Why do you think we've got more defensive linemen in this thing as opposed to? Quarterbacks? You know, I was just going to ask you, toss. I was going to toss that out at you. Um, we've had this conversation on the show in terms of the the NFL. Uh, you know, kind of being at a loss right now for quarterbacks. There's definitely not 32 NFL caliber quarterbacks, and you see that every offseason. And we, you and I both think that has something to do with the spread system in college, not developing kids for the NFL. And I'm wondering if that's also filtered down into recruiting in that you can find more, uh, you know, I don't know if, if maybe potentially you get more of these athletes that you can stick into that, that system that, you know, we're not top-rated high school quarterbacks and still be very successful. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Because, I, I mean, I honestly don't know. It used to, there used to be a ton of quarterbacks in the top 10 and 15 in these rankings. Yeah, and it's kind of moved away from that. The exact reason why, Amal, I don't know, but it's, like I said, the defensive lineman. I guess you could just be more dominant there. I think what it just really boils down to is you get these athletic guys at defensive line that are big, and they're really um, not a good matchup for what you have on the offensive line in high school. You know, uh, offensive linemen make a more drastic improvement, I think, than perhaps any other position when when they get to college. And, um, you know, a lot of that is coaching, hard to find good offensive line coaches. And so you're just big. Uh, an offensive line in high school and then you know you maybe you don't move so well you don't have the proper technique because that is a very technical position and you just wind up getting dominated a lot by big athletic guys and and, you know well especially in your especially in your pat especially in pass pro i mean you could get a kid in high school who's a big dominant strong kid and you know he may be a mauler in the run game but you know when you put him against some of these athletic defensive lineman may struggle and as you said as that that technique gets refined the kid gets a little bit stronger especially in the core uh, where he can anchor and set himself you know they improve a lot like you said at the college level and then you see that huge jump when they go from college to the nfl and i think if you just get like one of these kids that's an absolute beast inside on defense they just can't deal with it i mean last year the number one player was what gary right the kid who went to michigan Another yeah, defensive tackle. Yeah. And that just lends itself to, you know, what I'm saying there. It just continues to be that. You know, you had Clowney years ago, and um, I just think that's probably what's going to continue ending up happening here. All right. A um, couple of things we need to get into. I asked a very important question uh, having to do with football on Twitter last week, and all hell broke out, Abel. All hell broke out, and there was a longer, a quite a long discussion about this longer than uh, I thought it would be. I'll talk about what that question was, and we can discuss it, what we feel about it, when we get back right after this on the Gridiron Stud Show. Stay tuned. This beat is self-self-rich, You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship-type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payouts. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. 
One member has made over 600000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs. Do it now! A quick uh, pregame interview with you. How many interceptions are you going to get off Aaron Murray this game? Uh, I'm going to try to get about two. About two? Why yeah. only two, man? Why are you going to try to get three? You know, I ain't no DB, but I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, really? Like team win, I thought know? you look like a DB. Look, ball, I mean, because you play, you can play defense. You can be all American. I'm an athlete now. You're an athlete. I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. But I'm trying to focus on my position running back, you know. I'm four stars, right? I'm trying to get that last one, you know. I get that last one. I'm why, sure. why don't we give me four stars, man? They hating on you. They hating on Dylan yeah. kids? Hey, they hating on me on something. You know yeah, I got to be something in the mix. Hey, you know Larry Bluestein, right? Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, man. Larry said that you ain't even the best player at Dillard, man. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's tripping, man. What are you playing with me for like that? I don't know, you, man. You, I, are, you saying, are you saying that to give me crunk, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Are you saying he want me yeah, for 2000 basically. Tell Larry you're the best player in the state right now. Oh, Larry, you know he's good, boy. You already know I'm the best in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Hey, man, I see you and Coach Carter going back and forth. You letting him know that, you know, Dillard can take a Qantas any time, right? Oh, yeah, any time. You know, when I, you saw when I played him, the damn team carried two touchdowns, 165 yards. I was raping him. <laughs> if y'all got to take y'all, no. No matter how hard you try, you can stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. That Travis Ward interview never, never, ever gets old. Travis Ward was a running back, a very good running back, at Dillard High School here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, man, just this thing went viral. He had an interview at a seven-on-seven, and the kid popped out about a good four or five timeless quotes. Man, it just never, ever gets old. Travis Ward, Fort Lauderdale, representing Fort Lauderdale out there. I could play that every show and still that was crack great. up like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they're hating on him or something. All right. Uh, Abel, you know, I've, I've gotten into this thing where I start asking questions of uh, some fuck provokers on Twitter, and I popped one out there last week. Thought it would get a little bit of clap. I said, uh, if you, if so far as wide receivers are concerned, would you rather have speed or would you rather have height? Now, I thought I phrased a pretty good question there. You know, I didn't think a whole lot of it. Turns out I didn't phrase it. Quite right, because first of all, when you throw something out there on Twitter and it ends up on Twitter and Facebook, you do get the geniuses out there that don't want to deal with your choices. You know, you've put stuff out on Facebook before and you got people that right away are going to go off topic. So I say hype or do you want speed? And right away, the genius gets on there. Well, I'd rather have a route runner. Oh, give me a guy with explosion <laughs> off the line. Yeah, well, like, like hey, it was a multiple choice. Hey, they think it was like an A, B, C, D multiple choice question. Hey, it was only one or two. Hey, yeah, one or the other. Speed. Stop, stop playing around, man. Is it height or is it speed? Like these dudes that do that kind of stuff are the guys that write answers out on a scantron. Hey, chill out. It's height or speed. Let's assume everything else is in there. It's killing. Yeah, well. So. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth because you and I were having a uh, you know a conversation off air obviously last week making fun of uh, you know the sabermetrics people and and I believe there is a, a you know a, a place for statistics in all sports and you can use them but they can't be the be all end all and a lot of these uh, sabermetrics geeks as you called them and I do too have found a way to insert themselves into athletics by turning everything into a mathematical equation. That said, 
they have done some analysis, you know, at a lot of these uh, places like Pro Football Focus on the NFL draft in terms me, of. Are you about to tell me, Amos, someone's done analysis on height over speed as it relates to wide yes. receivers? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and, okay, and basically they come up with. Well, they came up with the – when they looked overall, they think the bigger determining factor, at least at the NFL level, is is uh, height, size. I mean, no different than that really? time you and I talked about. They couldn't figure out how small quarterbacks, some of them, succeed. And what they found was it had nothing to do with their height. It had to do with the size of their hands. And obviously, if you're six foot five, usually you have bigger hands than if you're six foot tall. But a guy like Drew Brees, for his size – had unusually large hands. So I digress, but my point is they went back and started looking at this, and they found that they believe, based on their analysis, size was more indicative of your success than speed at the wide receiver position. At, oh, really, at, at the NFL level? Because I'm going to tell you well, what, I put the poll up on Twitter. I put the poll up on Twitter, and, there, it, I mean, one side, like, really dominated – and you know what side that was? It was a side that was not high. It was speed. Well, 77%, 23%. Well, I'm telling you, now, listen, at the NFL level, it may be different now because you and I have had this discussion. In college, because they're not all professionals, obviously, when a guy is unusually fast, there are times that they, you just can't cover him. They can run away from they can run away from it, and it happens at all positions. Run, you'll see running backs in college take a pitch, take it around the corner, and go 70, 80 yards for a touchdown. You rarely see that happen in the NFL. So I can't say at the college level, you know, that's a definite what I'm, what I'm telling you, but I read this analysis last year, matter of fact, and they definitely feel at the NFL level size uh, is more conducive to figure, you know, there's more guys like Megatrons and Des Bryants that become stars than there are the Antonio Browns. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, listen, you're obviously a football fan. You know, you love your Dallas Cowboys. What, what do you say? All things being equal, he's a great route runner. Um, he has explosion off the line. Um, he wears his helmet the right way. All the little stuff people came up with that their receivers had to have, had to have dreads, whatever, uh, you know, whatever the hell it was. All things equal, what do you want? You want a big guy or you want a fast guy? Well, I'm going to answer it and flip. I'm going to answer it, coach, and I'm going to flip it back at you as a former former corner. I prefer size, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I think, and as a corner, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I think you can do more things to offset speed. I mean, again, you can't put a guy out there that runs a, you know, a 40 and 4-9 against a guy that runs one in 4-4. But I'm saying, you know, if you got a corner, he's a 4-6 guy, and you, you got a receiver, it's a 4-4 guy. I think there's some things you can do technique-wise to, you know, not, get, not become toast, okay? But the thing with size is you can do everything right, but if a guy is just great at going up and snatching the football, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. I mean, you know, you, you, when, when Calvin Johnson wanted a football, he usually got it. In a pot, you know, Randy Moss, they went up and just got the ball. Yeah, you know, so I, I like- probably asked, I probably asked kind of an impossible question because you know, if you got a you got a tall guy that doesn't run very well, you can neutralize him with another tall cornerback. Or if you have a really fast guy at wide receiver, you can get a fast corner and put him on there. However, with all that being said, I'm kind of with you on that, Abel, it's because. You know, you can be a very good technician at corner and neutralize a guy with a tremendous amount of speed. That can be done. But like you said, I could have all the technique in the world. I do remember uh, there was one weekend of NFL games when Chris Carter was still in the studio for ESPN, and I think they were talking about Larry Fitzgerald. He was going off. I think this was the year that the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl where he kept saying over and over, there's no defense up there. There's no defense up there. So if you got a guy that's tall who can go up high, I could have all the technique in the world. I could be right there in the hip, in the guy's hip. But if he's tall and he can get up there, is I don't know. It's, there's almost nothing I can do. I say almost because there are some things you can't do. But by and large, you're almost helpless against a six foot four, six foot five guy that's athletic that could jump up like that. Yeah, well, exactly right. And I mean, how many times, you know, as a pain Dallas Cowboy fan, did I watch Randy Moss? 
it seemed like he did it every every time they played. He'd do it two or three times a game against the Cowboys. He'd just go up. There'd be three guys there. It didn't matter. He's getting the ball. Um, you know, we've all seen Megatron do that. Uh, Des Bryant is as good as it comes, you know, in traffic. I mean, he's six foot two. He's 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 a beast of a guy, and he just goes up and gets the ball. And I just like you said. I mean, I think all things being equal, yes, there's always something you can do. But generally speaking, if you got a guy with decent speed that you have to respect him, and he's got size, that's a tough matchup versus the guy who's just a flat-out track star. Yeah, well, you know, in typical fan fashion, um, they go against that theory, and even the sabermetrics that you presented that said, you know, height, probably a more determining factor to success than, than speed, you overwhelmingly, 77 to 23%. But, hey, look, there were some pretty good debates going on that I think you also saw um, – appear on my Facebook where guys were going back and forth about it and then you know got some you know what I'm going to do what I'm going to do for our show when we have more of an audience that's just general football what I'll do is one of these days I will go through the last couple of years of the NFL leaders in receiving yards and we'll you know maybe I'll take the top 20 for a couple of years and we'll see how many guys were over six foot tall which is a decent sized receiver and how many guys were under six foot tall and we'll see just just if we can quantify that a little bit. Pardon me? How far back are you going to go on something like that? I'll go two or three years. I mean, I'm not, I mean come on, I'm lazy. I'm not going to go back ten years for you. Hey, well, listen, if any of you guys out there are listening and you agree or disagree with this, um, you know, hit us up on Twitter, at Gridiron Studs, and let us know. What, what do you prefer? All things being equal, do you, you're going to take speed or you're going to take height? When you're talking about a wide receiver, which way you want to go on that, okay? At Gridiron Studs, you can hit us up on that right now. Again, if you're tuning in for the uh, Marco Wilson decision, as many of you are, he's coming up uh, pretty soon here um, on the Gridiron Studs show. We're going to have him on. We'll talk a little bit, and then we'll find out the very big decision that's coming up. Where is he going to go? Is it going to be Ohio State? Is it going to be USC? Is it going to be Florida? Is it going to be Georgia? Or is it going to be the hometown University of Miami? The answer to that very important question still yet to come. I do have a very important question for you, Emil, and I'm going to ask it to you, and fans can chime in. Very important question about college football recruiting. I need your honest answer. We're going to do that when we return from this break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The Gridiron Stud Show. Sure, summer's gone, winter's here, but that doesn't mean everyone's putting their t-shirts away. Whether it's the company recreational basketball team, the youth soccer league for the kids, or the Halloween party your buddy throws every year, t-shirts are as much a part of the American culture as Tom Brady deflating footballs. Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay even higher prices. More colors, more costly. The answer? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. Whether it's your 7-on-7 team, your child's birthday party, or the family reunion, you can do it yourself and they'll look great. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, do the wording, whatever you want, print it on your own inkjet paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, and iron it on with your own hand iron. The design or pictures you put on your t-shirts are limited only by your own imagination and creativity. If you dream it up and design it, the paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com can get it onto your t-shirt. By the way, don't worry if you haven't done it before. As T-Shirt Supplies has first-rate customer service, they'll help you get the right paper for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them at t-shirtsupplies.com. That's t-shirt, no hyphen, supplies pearl, all one word, dot com. Or call them at 1-877-857-2737. 1-857-85-PAPER. T-ShirtSupplies.com. Go there now. Football season's here and you want yourself set up for the weekend. Well, the Gridiron Stud Show is the place to be. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. and get the best picks in college and NFL football from Chad Wilson and Emil Calamino. They'll break it down for you, give you a little analysis, 
and a little intelligence. You can do that, or you can do this and listen to this. Hey, call me now. I've got the templates for the entire weekend. Call me now on a recorded message that will give you free the Jets versus the Bills, the Lions versus the Cowboys, and the Eagles versus the Bucks. Call me now. I've got winners for you the entire weekend. Absolutely free. 1-800-238-I-WIN. 1-800-238-I-WIN. I've got all the inside info from all the casinos. That are those tickets. Call me free. I've got all the winners. Give them to me. I got them to you. You get them. You got them. I got them. We all got them. No need for that foolishness. Gridiron Stud Show. Every Friday, 10 a.m., Chad Wilson, Emil Calamino give you their top picks in college and NFL, and we win without all the foolishness. No spitting, no yelling. Top plays every week. Tune in every Friday, 10 a.m., Gridiron Stud Show, Blog Talk Radio, hosted by Chad Wilson and Emil Calamino. See you there. recruits out there. You want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. we got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! No child, no child. But I'm piped up. See that boy right up, he piped up. See that girl right up, she piped up. Pipe it up, 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 pipe it up. I walk in the club just to pipe it up. I stand on the stage and all right, we're back here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Chad Wilson, Amo Calamino, 835. Had to do a little something there to fix the sound here on our show. Nevertheless, we're back. And uh, Marco Wilson is going to be joining us here any moment now. Amo, I had this question that I wanted to ask you, all right? Seriously, seriously, let's ask. Let's just, if you had to put your money on it, okay? All right, with, your, with a gun to your head, let's say, Amo, would you, would you say college football prospects were paid or they were not paid? Do you think that happens in college football? Now, you're not asking me every one of them, right? You're saying just in general, do I think that in the course of recruiting college athletes that, that occasionally someone gets a bag man to visit them? Yes. Yeah. Not everyone. We know that. Right. With a gun yeah. to your head, what would you say? Yes? Oh, my God, why? yes. Why, why do you think that? What's what's the old saying? You know, when there's smoke, there's usually fire. I mean, come on, we've heard enough of these stories over the last couple of years. We've heard the well, stories. Where do the stories just, come from? They come usually. Listen, when you if you hang out in the Twitter universe, those kind of uh, accusations usually come from rival fans the moment after they've, you know, lost, um, you know, a, a recruit that they coveted. That's usually what you get. Well. <clears throat> To save, since we have a lot of people listening, to save embarrassment to schools, I won't name them, but you might recall a story about four or five years ago where there was a, a big recruit, let's just say in the southwest, 
and the two schools that were after him were bitter rivals. And he went to one over the other, and the one that he didn't choose was the one that had him agree to, uh, you know, t- uh, taken around by co-eds and basically set him up with strippers. Yeah, well, the kid, the kid just flat out said, "Listen, I'm not going there." But that's what they did. So, do I think that? Do I think that somehow some of these? Hey man, guys sometimes are kids pay- lie, Amo. You believe all that stuff? Well, you're asking. Yes, we're, we're doing. We're, this is all supposition here. You asked me a question. Do I think it happened? Do I think it's a regular thing? Do, do I do I think it's more than one or two percent of the cases, or even less than that? No, I don't think it's something that every kid. Getting money? No, I'm not that cynical. But do I think it's happened, and as, and and happens occasionally? Yeah. If you were going to put a percentage on something like this, where would you throw it at? Very small. If it was widespread, I think we'd all know about it. There'd be more than a few stories in the, in social media and you know various outlets. It would be if it was. I don't think it's widespread. No, but you asked me, do you know, I think it happens? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. I got another question for you. If we were going to try and fix that, what would be a quick fix to something like that? Oh, integrity. <laughs> I mean, you're asking. Uh, yeah. Well, we know who, who that it's existing less and less these days. But how do you get a? What's the quick fix on something like that? I, I don't know if there is a quick. You're fix. at a loss for words. Many, I see. There's there's too many moving parts. You've got you've got uh, kids, right? So it, it goes down to how. Part of it, how was the kid raised? Okay, then you've got coaches that are, are you know are doing this stuff. Uh, boosters, you know, I'm at, maybe I shouldn't put coaches in there. Let, let's put this: I don't think the coach shows up with the money. The coach might turn a blind eye to it if they know what's happening at, in certain cases. Um, but you, you've got boosters who you know, interject themselves into this process. There's just too many moving parts. I don't know if there is a quick fix. Like I said, I don't think it's widespread. So. Hopefully, you know, the the times it does happen, we can catch them, but we know the NCAA hasn't exactly been great in the way they uh, hand down punishment in these matters. They're they're not very consistent, are they? So, No, uh, that's definitely something that they've not. Hey, listen, football, we can all agree, has gotten, college football has gotten really, really big and almost, you know, like we heard in the housing bubble, just too big to fail. Uh, so, you know, when someone like Alabama is so far out there to bring in so much revenue, and I'm just throwing Alabama out there. Listen, I don't Crimson Tide fans jumping down my throat. But just throwing them out there because, hey, that's the biggest show on the road right now, the way they've racked up championships, and they're out there in front of everybody. They've gotten too big at this point to really give them an SMU death penalty. you think we'd ever see anything like that again in college football? I say no. It's just too big. It's too big, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's to the point where it would be cutting the, the NCA would almost be cutting off the 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 nose to spite the face, and if they did it, so and that that's the cynical part of me that says it's it's a multi multi billion dollar industry. Um, they're just not going to do that. Not happening. Yeah, um, I, I mean, what about your school? Well, let me not do that to you. All right, so. No, well, you know, listen. That thing's been that thing's been tossed around so long. I mean, I think it's clear at this point uh, from the matters that have gone forward in court with McNair, the end, and the emails. There we go with email again in this day and age. But the emails, uh, the NCA clearly had an axe to grind at that point. And looking at what came down the road subsequent to USC in cases of other schools where you had just straight out academic fraud. And, and penalties nowhere near the USC case. I think it's clear USC got the uh, the short end of the stick there. But you know, it's, what are you going to do now? It's, it's done. Yeah, it is what it is. Although you know, USC, listen, USC fans are still crying over that one. Uh, at least the ones that I know. So you know, and you you never seem to miss an opportunity to, well, to bring that up. But that was know, a hard pill to swallow when you look when when you look at what's happened. I mean. Subsequent to what what happened there, you look at what what's gone down in, in cases where you think the NCA would really come down on a school because, I mean, heck, if you're giving out the answers, that's about as bad as it gets in college, right? If you're not really going to school, and and they just they weren't consistent. I think that's what most fans in, in college football, and I would hope most schools want is just some consistency. Now, you know, if you're going to have a penalty, then it's got to be. Basically, you know, hey, you're going just like the highway. You're going 70 miles an hour in a 60 zone. You get a ticket. There's an there's an amount on the ticket. 
Sure, sure. Well, listen, this is a topic that we're probably going to address uh, more on this show. As you know, there will be opportunities to do that definitely uh, as we come along here. As, uh, we continue with college football coming up, and you know, when we get to commitment season and kids, especially around signing day, I'm sure this topic will come back up again. Just a programming note for all of you listening. I will be hosting a uh, Q&A on Twitter directly following this show, so that will start promptly at about 9.01, 9.01. So as soon as we wrap the show here, I'll be uh, doing a Q&A. Marco will not be in that. It will be me. So if you have any questions that you want to ask me about what went on with the process or about uh, Marco, and I'll, be, I'll do my best to answer them. But any questions you have, whether that's on recruiting, anything you want to shoot out there, feel free to do that. We'll be doing that uh, on Twitter directly following this show. And uh, you could send those questions in on Twitter. And uh, we need to drop a hashtag on that, don't we, Emil? That would make things a whole lot easier. So uh, directly following the show, you throw the hashtag on your question, AskMarco17, hashtag AskMarco17. Try to answer as many questions as you can for the next 30 minutes. Uh, Directly following the show also for all of you, uh, locally down here, and even those of you outside of the area, Marco will be on with uh, Larry Bluestein on the uh, on the local radio here on WQAM. You can find that online if you don't know where the link is. I don't have an exact link for you. I may be able to post one up uh, on our next break. But WQAM, you Google that, you'll get the station, and there'll be uh, you know a link that you could press there to listen to the show live. Marco will be on with Larry Bluestein uh, roughly around 9:15, directly following each, this show. But speaking of Marco Wilson, the time has come to uh, get the young man on here, and let's uh, find out exactly where Marco Wilson is going to be heading um, to for the next three, four, five years, however long it takes. Um, and we've got Marco Wilson on with us right now. Marco, how you doing? It's it's I'm your daddy you and Amo Calamino. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey, Marco, how are well, you? He's all yours. Drop it on him. I'm, I'm doing well, good. I have some questions for you. We're not just going to let you off the hook here, you know, where you just come <laughs> tell us where you're going to school and hang up. Um, so we got some questions for you. Right, Last year, I mean, some some people may know this. I'm sure many in the audience do. Some may not. You, you had a pretty uh, pretty bad injury before your uh, junior season. Yes, uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, physically, you've come back 100% because I, I think half the world saw that video you made, which was <laughs> that was an awesome video you made you think got on cbs espn I, I don't even everything youtube was all over um so physically you came back how'd you handle that mentally i mean that had to be quite the shock uh to you getting ready for you know what you, what you thought was gonna be a huge season and then you're out for the year uh mentally i just i just thought to myself like this happens to plenty of people and then um i've seen a lot of people come back from it so i, I know i'll be okay and i, I know how i work and and football is is everything to me, so that just motivated me to get back on the field and make sure I needed to do what I need to do on the field. Yeah, so you went. So basically, you approached the the rehab and that whole process as if you were playing. Only that was your job for for the next whatever six, nine, twelve months. Yeah, I, I made sure I just took the took the rehab really serious because I I know that's the the main key to to coming back the right way off that type of injury. So I, I took that really serious, and, and I put all my focus into that, and, and it paid off. And now you feel great, right? Yes, I, I feel real good. Okay. Well, Mark, now, I, I got this question for you. What what was the hardest part of that whole situation that you went through? What was the hardest part that you had to deal with? Uh, just, just for me, my physical appearance. Because after the, after the injury, I lost all the muscle in my leg. I was looking really skinny, and I don't really, I don't really like that because you know that's that's big for me. So that was that was the hardest part for me because I was I lost a little confidence at the time because the way I was I was looking, but but I got it back after after all the hard work I put in. Well, you certainly did. Right, I saw you? some of the, your dad put up some videos and uh, in the off season uh, you were jumping. What, what Chad? What's that exercise called where, you, where where Marco jumped about five feet off the ground? Uh, which one? We we 
he, he jumped on the top know, of a box. I mean, they'd have to let me that's jump just like a six jump, times. Man. Just, a, just a just a just a just a vertical jump. Yeah. Um, and you listen, Marco often goes to school, um, and then I get a video later of some craziness that he did. That's what happened with the whole backflip catch. You know, some kids yeah, come I home with that. a turtle or some project, and he came home with a backflip catch. So uh, <laughs> that's what kind well, of stuff he does in his free time. I got a question for you. This has to be, uh, uh, you know, what, what are you, 17 years old? Uh, yes. Yeah, this has to be a very nerve-wracking process. So, you know, picking a school, you're going to be going there for four years. You know, it's, it's a major life decision. Uh, what was your favorite part of the whole process? Uh, probably the visits because I, I got to go and, and see how other schools work and, and how they how they treat their, their players and, and what things they have to, to help their players um, perform how they do on, on Saturdays. So just seeing different different um, different facilities and, and um, campuses was pretty cool for me. Okay, and obviously if I ask you what the favorite part is, what's the least favorite part other than talking to two guys like us about where you're going to go to school? <laughs> you can't include this tonight. Uh, my least favorite part? Yes. Um, probably just just the pressure is put on me by a lot of coaches that, that are coming after me and, and want me to come to the school. Right. It's probably flattering, but at the same time, you know, it's just yeah, the whole process. Overwhelming is, that yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, how have, how have fans treated you throughout this process? And the reason I ask is, look, fans make college football go round. Social media is very a part, you know, is a very big part of everything that goes on with youngsters today. And it's a big part of, college football recruiting how have the fans been in this whole process for you um fans have been a huge part um not that i listen to anything that they really tell me about where i should go but um they've been all over me and they, they show a lot of love from from a lot of different schools got a question sure, for I, you too about school about school itself marco now i know you're a good student um what is it that you're you know maybe you don't even know yet but do you have an idea of what you'd like to pursue in school? Um, most like most likely business is what I'd probably like to get into. And is is that when we eventually get the school from you? Did the academics also play a, a big part of it? I'm or what or what part? No, that's, academic? A, that's that's a huge part for me because I know um, although it's, it is my dream to go to the NFL, um, some things may happen down the road and and. That um, degree that I'm going to get from the college is is really going to be important, and if it's not a, a top notch one, I won't be living the life that I I would want to outside of the football field. All right, Wait, well, listen, Mark, Chad, you raised a smart you raised a smart young guy here. You and your wife should be yeah, proud that's of all that's all mom, that's all mom, man. Okay, just, well, you know. like I didn't want to say that. I was going to say that, but I figured I'd include you. Yeah, um, that definitely. She's uh, listen. I, I I don't want this to go um, without saying because people often talk about me in the process because I played football because I played at the University of Miami and I got two sons that also play football. Oftentimes forgotten in this whole thing uh, with Quincy and with Marco is their mom's part in this whole deal. She has been quite the disciplinarian with them, taught them how to be independent, and that started at an early age. And it's because of that. Uh, that they're able to make this decision pretty much on their own at age 17. It's because they were taught early on to be independent. I, look, before he could see inside of the washing machine, Marco learned how to wash his clothes, and he was out there doing it and uh, did a number of things around the home. So I don't want it to be forgotten uh, that his mom, Carmen Wilson, played a huge part in who Marco is today. So. Uh, it's not just running and jumping. There's other things involved in not only his life, but his brother's life and his sister, Damianisa Sabia's life, and uh, mom's a big part of that. So I don't want that to be forgotten. However, we've danced around this thing enough, Marco. Um, I know you're wringing your hands over there, and everyone out there tuned in right now to the Gridiron Stud Show wants to know exactly where you're going. Before we do that, let's let's repeat again, Marco, who are the five schools in the running for this thing? Uh, the five schools that, that are in the running for me are Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, USC, and the University of Miami. Certainly five great schools. Um, if you ended up at any one of those schools, you're certainly sitting in a great spot. But what everyone wants to know out there in Twitter land, 
um, and out there listening to the Gridiron Stud Show is where are you going to go to school come 2017? Um, well, I, I thought about this for a long time. You know, um, it's been a lot of ups and downs in my recruiting process, um, and there's a lot of coaches that, that have really stuck with me through this process, even though my injury and all that. Um, it's been real tough, and I'd like to thank everybody that's, like, helped me through this process because, you know, it isn't easy. But I think the best choice for me would be to commit to the University of Florida. Well, obviously we have Very some fans good. here in the background. There you have it out there, everyone. Um, the decision is in. Marco Wilson has committed to the University of Florida. He's going to be a Florida Gator. Marco, how do you feel about that? I feel great. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Marco, um, you know, we got to ask the questions. Why why the Gators? You had five very, very good schools coming down there at the end that uh, were interested in you. What did it for you uh, with the Florida Gators? Um, you know, I just I just love everything about their, their, their recruiting staff. Um, I know, And I know that the DB coach will really take care of me when I get there. He has a, a – a great history with the, the guys he has he has dealt with, and also their their academics is on point too over there. So you know, I, I think that's just the best choice for me. I think that's great. Right. I think you, it, it, you, you maybe we we have two Wilsons at, at the, the University of Florida potentially at the same time. We shall see about that. But I think that's great that you're going there and that you got that off your plate for your senior year. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to ask this also, Marco. How important was it for you to make this decision before you got into your season? Did that matter a whole bunch to you, or was it just a matter of, you know, you came to the decision now and you just wanted to announce it? Um, it's, it was really important because um, this season is, is, is big for me, and I, I didn't want to uh, deal with the recruiting process throughout the season um, because I just want to focus on my team and, and, and taking care of my team and, and helping us. Uh, reach reach our our, our um, goal, which is states and and also national titles. So, I just didn't want to deal with the recruiting process while I'm trying to focus on my team. So I, I wanted to get it out the way. All right. Well, Marco, I know uh, your your Twitter mentions are probably on fire. Your Instagram DMs, everything, Snapchat, everything, probably completely on fire right now. Your phone's probably going across the counter by itself. So, uh, we don't want to hold you down any longer. We know you got people you, you want to celebrate this decision with um your brother's been sweating it out listen he's been up my rear end we didn't let quincy know amel just so you know quincy had no idea he's been harassing Good. me but i just had to let him know that listen we didn't tell anyone about your decision so we gave marco that same common courtesy but the cat's out the bag marco wilson's going to be a florida gator committed right here on the gridiron stud show and uh, that's what we've got there. So, Marco, we're going to let you go. Amel and I are going to finish wrapping up the show. Congratulations to you, Amel. Any final words for Congratulations, young Marco? Congratulations, Marco. Wilson. Best of luck to your senior year here. All right. Thank you guys for having me on. All right. That's Marco Wilson, uh, who has committed to the University of Florida. I'm going to have another gator in my house. Amel, i got to tell you this quick, quick story. Uh, when they were young, and I can't remember the age, maybe Carmen remembers it, but um, Quincy might have been nine or ten years old, Marco uh, maybe six, six, seven years old at the time. Kids used to run track, and there'd be a track meet at the University of Florida every year. And one year, uh, during a break in the track meet, we went and walked over to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, which is open. You know, there's no gates there. You can go in there and you can walk around. So we all walked out there, saw the field, walked down the stands, and um, the kids went out, ran around on a football field. I don't really remember Quincy going out there. I think he stayed on the side. But Marco, being the energetic youngster that he was, not caring, running around on the field. And Marco said something like, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to play for the Florida Gators one day. And Quincy looked at him and said something like, you're an idiot, you're stupid, or something like that. Because Quincy was, Quincy was a diehard University of Miami football fan. He, he used to go to the games with me during 2001 season, five years old, but he remembers that 2002 season. I think in the big um, University of Miami versus Florida State game, I remember him being on my shoulders when they you know, threw that screen pass to Willis McGahey that everyone remembers running down the sidelines. I had Quincy up on my shoulders. So he was diehard University of Miami football fan. He wore 26 in high school because of Sean Taylor. So hearing his brother saying he was going to play 
for the University of Florida at that time was the dumbest thing he'd ever heard, and he didn't hesitate to let his brother know. As well, time would have it, we'd go on, they'd fall in love with, you know, a couple of other schools here and there. Quincy was really state diehard University of Miami because he had that experience. And here it is, all these years later, lo and behold, Quincy ended up being a Florida Gator. And I'm sure he's instrumental in influencing his brother's decision, which is to go to the University of Florida today. So it's funny how things happen in life. And lo and behold, man, this University of Miami hurricane is uh, has two Florida Gators in his house. It's going to make Thanksgiving pretty interesting years from now. It's tough down there. You got you got those three schools, and we you know we're, obviously we haven't talked about Florida State in this conversation, but you got the three of them down there. So it makes it tough when with the kids down there. Everybody's you know a lot of infighting. Yeah, definitely. I will say this. Um, I personally appreciate all the schools that have, uh, you know, offered Marco scholarships, that have stayed in contact with him, that have built relationships with him. Um, obviously, for some of these schools, it's been a second time going around with it. And, um, you know, when you have so many schools that are interested in your son that have offered him, you're going to have a whole bunch of them that are disappointed. Uh, and, of course, you have that one that's elated with his decision. But you're going to be dealing more with disappointment than any elation. I do want to say this, though. I appreciate every each and every last one of the coaches and the coaching staffs uh, that have recruited Marco and that I've been able to build a relationship with. Um, so I do want to thank them for that. So, Emil, listen, your school's USC. I, I do have to tell you, man, the kid loves Los Angeles, um, totally loved USC. And before he told me um, – I wouldn't have been shocked if he would have said USC. Of course, I wouldn't have been shocked if it was Miami also because um, unlike with Quincy, uh, University of Miami did all of their due diligence, uh, especially this new staff with trying to get him there. Uh, I just think they kind of came from behind. I don't know. Those are questions. Well, you asked me before the show if I wanted to know, and I said no. I'm like a little kid. I don't want to know. I said I just want to interview your son, and I want to hear it with everyone else. So I didn't know. I wrote on a paper on my desk here sitting here, I thought he's going to Florida. Um, yeah. You know, just that was my guess because I, I knew he liked the USC trip. That's a long haul. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some kids do it, but it's it's tough to go across the country and not your, not have your parents really get a chance to see you play as much. So, you know, it would have been a, a surprise to me had he done that. Not that he couldn't have, but it would have been a surprise to me. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I don't know in the end, you know, perhaps we can have Marco uh, on again. Or you know what, for all of you listening down here, uh, he will be on at 920 on WQAM with Larry Bluestein. I'm sure Larry will uh, ask him some of the questions that people want to know as to how he came to that decision and maybe uh, some of the other things that could uh, give people some insight into, uh, you know, how the whole recruiting went and how he did come down to the final decision of choosing the University of Florida. So, um, be sure to tune in on that. He didn't have listen, a bad friend in the lot, right? I mean, he, he, he no, had five man, good choices. Uh, listen, there wasn't, me yeah. personally, and listen, I'd probably catch some heat from University of Miami fans about this, but listen, it's about it's about my kid right now. It's not about me. I played at the University of Miami. But had he chosen any of those final five, ended up at any of those final five schools, um, he would have been blessed. The fact that he is being offered a full-ride college football scholarship is a blessing in and of itself, even if it was just one school. You, uh, I'm in the recruiting business, so it is uh, a blessing just to even you know, find yourself in that position. So uh, for folks listening out there, look, this is a good opportunity since I have so many folks on here. If you've got a college football prospect in your home, if you are a college football prospect yourself, you have to, have to, have to. Go download the Gridiron Studs app right now. It is the future of recruiting. I can say that. I can say it till the cows come home, but you got to do that. Go download it right now. Go to the App Store. Look up Gridiron Studs and download that app right now. I've got over 900 prospects on it, and it's growing, and college coaches are getting on there right now and finding recruits. And not only that, if you're a four- or five-star guy, start learning how to build your brand. Start learning how to work with a fan base, and I've got some really great things for all high school football prospects whether you're a five star or you no star you're going to want to get on that app right now do it do it do it go right now gridiron studs app search for it right now on the app store and uh download that right now well my friend uh what a way to come back from uh, a long oh, yeah. hiatus we're back say? that's a, that's a yeah. good way to ring in the 2016 2017 season we're back and uh exciting night and i'm happy for you and your family and uh thanks for you know everyone 
for listening, and hopefully they'll join us again when we're on the air uh, Friday, right? Yeah, uh, aim a lot back on on Friday. Stay tuned to the Twitter account at Gridiron Studs for the next show. More than likely Wednesday, we are uh, on at 10 a.m. during the week. Um, this is a special primetime show, and I will be keeping people updated, too, also on the recruiting roundtable when I have uh, some of the reporters from Rivals and Scout and 247 Sports to join me to talk about recruiting all over the country. The recruiting roundtable, one of the more popular shows that we have here every week. So stay on at Gridiron Studs on Twitter for announcements about that. And again, I want to thank everyone that listened to the show today um, to, to hear Marco's announcement, but to also listen to us two guys on here talking uh, I think we run a pretty good show, and um, I think we've given a lot of people here an incentive to come on and listen to us. So uh, bookmark us, and uh, you can also listen to our podcast if you missed it, archive versions of the show, podcast on iTunes. You can check them out and uh, listen to the Gridiron Stud Show. Well, Emil, until Friday, um, you know, enjoy yourself and come up with some good topics for us, will you? Uh, we'll have some good topics on Friday. Yeah, definitely that. So. Again, keep uh, tuning in to at Gridiron Studs on Twitter for our next Gridiron Stud show. Again, looking like Wednesday at 10 a.m., so tune in. And for all of you that listened today, we'd like to thank you. Thank you for making us a featured show on blogtalkradio.com. For Emil Calamino, I'm Chad Wilson. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Stud show. Can you To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.